And we're back. It is day number three here with the Underpowered Podcast. We're discussing our favorite games of 2022, and this is day number three, where we rank our number three favorite games of the day. I'm Shelby Stokes. I'm Casey Cole. I am Eric Scott. I am Philip. Just that's it. Are we doing a thing? I'm not going to be like you. We were doing a thing, and then I just said I don't want to do the thing. So now I'm doing only Philip because I have to be. I have to be different from everyone else. I started putting my last name on the podcast because of you and Shelby. I was like, oh, you guys have your last names. I gotta make it uniform. Oh man. Well. The last name would be Karen, so I'll let you edit that together. You can cut out nope. this whole middle section. No, nope. everyone just goes wrong. Yeah, just like totally voiceover. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> the whole episode's actually just giving me, hey guys, I'm Phil. That's going to be my voice from Phil. That was the worst <laughs> Phil impression I've ever heard. My voice exactly. I'm going to make it the most show voice. <laughs> if I came of the year. Just... <laughs> He's gonna uh, sound like this is going to get Trek. more and more rummy as the time goes on, I, and I love every moment of it. Yeah, I love every yeah. moment of it. Um, this we're so here. Our three. Day three, we're discussing our third yeah. favorite game of the year. The trace. The we are the big three. This is bronze for anyone that's paying attention at home. I'll go, yeah, I'll go, for, I'll go first that. on this one. I'll go first go on this one. Why don't you, Shelby? Why don't you take a guess? As to, I'm gonna give you one guess because I only played so many games. So, so if you don't, what do you? So you have probably have a 50 50 shot of what you think. This is this be. is gonna be Call of Duty Modern Warfare mm, Fortnite. Oh, that, here, here's the thing: Call of Duty didn't even make the list. Call wow. of Duty's not on the list. I only got it because. Uh, because it came with the PlayStation that Dr. Z so conveniently linked me to, which I finally got. Uh, Call of Duty, not even on the list. Uh, didn't didn't actually enjoy it that much. It felt like more of the same. Uh, number three for me is going to be Slay the Spire. Oh. Slay the Spire is is number three for me. Uh, this is a card. This is a card based game. Um, I know that we had earlier in the year we had Evan Tor on, uh, and we were talking to him about his indie game, and. And I just, he was right. I really like it. The, each of the characters plays completely differently. Uh, this is a relax. Uh, what was uh, Casey saying earlier about Marvel Snap? This could be, if you had a Switch, right? A toilet-based game. Um, if you want it to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Switch, phone. What I, I played on PC while drinking some coffee. Um, honor your great. time. Each of the, it does honor your time. Each of the runs is completely different. Um, there's so many items that they have, and none of them are overpowered. So many different cards that you can draw each of the runs feels completely unique and you have to play a certain amount of rounds before you can unlock the next character and like i said every character plays differently so there's a ton of replay value there i still have not slayed the spire um but that will be on my to-do list for 2023 but it's still that would that lands me at number three for me is there a story in slay the spire is there like a dialogue like why you're trying to do it or what's it about like maybe that pet Maybe, but it's just for you. I mean, maybe. I mean, here's the thing: like from most games that I play, even games with complex stories, like halfway through, I'm like, clear the bad guys <laughs> onto the next room. Clear the bad guys onto the next room. I totally forgot what we're doing here. Like we're like nine hours in, and I don't even remember why I'm doing this anymore. But we're doing it because mm. it feels like it needs to be done. But no, I don't think that there's a coherent story that has to be like. I'm definitely not emotionally sucked into anything as far as like the card game itself. But uh, the game mechanics really lend 
and and the different path trees and the different um there are were complex decisions right do you want to get cursed where you lose five health every turn but you get this insane relic and so the um the balance between risk reward is heavy in that game and you can i made one choice for i was like on the third and final tower and i made a choice i decided to heal myself up but then lose all of my major cards and i ended up like bunking out on the final boss so for me um, uh, that game definitely punishes you if you make mistakes so that's number three for me nice nice and clean um that's a game that i'm kind of interested in i think i would enjoy that maybe i think so too shelby you said you didn't uh didn't hit with you it didn't hit with me you know i think that uh, it... With card-based games, it's such a delicate dance for me because what I'm looking for is like something that I can get my head around quickly. And I, there's there was a lot there and I probably could give it a better um, attempt. I, I, I could give it more time, right? And I think that for me in a game like that, where I would normally play that would be on a Switch or a tablet or a phone. Um, if I'm going to be playing that on an Xbox, which is where I tried to play it, I, there's prettier more action-based games that it could be playing if i'm dedicating time through the xbox to it if that makes sense yeah yeah so personal preference a little bit there um but in terms of game number three how about you eric what's the third most game that you enjoyed in 2022 third most game what is the the third the third most game i enjoyed uh keep talking about it um it was for me it was pokemon uh it was pokemon sword was game number three for me uh, I have gone on a, a bit of a Pokemon renaissance this year. I played Sun and Moon back when it came out in, uh, in 2019, 2018, 2019. Um, I played, I played Sun and Moon when it came out and I enjoyed Sun and Moon. It was, it was, it was a good game, but I kind of just went 16, off the 2016. 60. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I I had felt fallen off the map, and I didn't play Sword and, or uh, I didn't play Sword and Shield when it uh, first came out, and I finally got around to it this year, and I was just so pleasantly just blown away with how how far the game had advanced and how cl- how how close it really was to being an open world. Um, the yet, wild area. Yeah, with with the wild area, yet it still had that familiarity of that of that here, you know, we're going to take you by the hand and we're going to take you on this fun linear Pokemon experience. The characters in the game, I think are the most memorable characters, the most memorable cast of characters in a Pokemon title that I've ever played. Wow. Uh, in, yeah, which, which uh, and I'm going to say it, they, they're way better than the Scarlet and Violet characters. Uh, the, the, oh, all probably, of the, yeah. no, well, that, that's for you and me to debate another time. Yeah. Jason. Um, <laughs> On another show, perhaps. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought all the gym leaders were great. I thought the the story the story was cool. You know, the, the actual you know potential end of the world. You know, with Terminus, uh, Rose was a good. I thought was a not the worst villain, but he was he was a good villain. I mean, anything anything when you compare you know next to Team Yell, you're gonna be yeah. a good villain. Let's let's be honest. Uh, but it was just incredibly well polished. Uh, I played the DLC. The DLC was excellent. I I, I just I can't say enough. Uh, I I thought the uh, the starters were great. I think it's I think it's a game that that gets it flies under the radar. From I don't know if it flies, if that's the right way to put it, but 
for, for me, it's a game that I don't think gets the credit it deserves. I think after a couple more, you know, maybe a couple more expansions, people are going to look back and say, you know what? Yeah, it was a really good expansion. Sword and Shield was a great expansion, and there's so many great things to love about it. So, yeah, uh, you know, that's that's my number three. Shelby, you played Sword and Shield, and now, granted, we put you on a Nuzlocke because we did some weird sh- stuff. Stop <laughs> myself. Uh, we did some weird stuff in here too, and you're like, I don't like this Nuzlocke thing. This game is okay, but you had some weird experiences with uh, Sword and Shield, right? Or do you think it was bad, or do you find that it was enjoyable for how tight that it was? I mean, it it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. I mean, it, it, some of it was the Nuzlocke run for sure. But I got about sixty percent through. And I was like, well, ruin my Nuzlocke run. I'm just gonna roll with it. And which, I told uh, you, just have fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that that kind of changed that damn dynamic. Um, <clears throat> you know, Sword and Shield, just. Yeah, you know, I just just wasn't my cup of tea, you know, JRPGs, and and I don't have the affinity of the classic 150 or whatever it is, where I'm just like, that's oh right. look, that's a diglet. Like every once in a while, one will pop by, but then I'm like, what is this guy? Oh, yeah. and he's a dragon type. Like, come on, you look you know? like a building, sir. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. And I had some issues with like the rock paper scissors of it all because mm. it's been a long time since I played Pokemon, so. And it's uh, more comp. It's like rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. Like exactly. there's yeah. these layers to it. Okay, Phil, as the bipartisan, because I know you played a Pokemon game. If you were to pick starters for each of us, which element? Not the name of the starter, because I don't need you to know the name. What would you say that I picked, that Shelby picked, and Eric picked, and Sword? Because we all played Sword. I think Shelby played Shield. Did you play Shield or Sword, Shelby? I believe I played Sword. We all played Sword. Okay, Phil, what's your guess? So I guess my question for you is this, right? So I played, there's, I actually played two Pokemon Wall. I mean, two generations mm-hmm. of Pokemon, okay? Because I played red, blue, and yellow when they originally were out. Um, and then I played, oh man, what was the one set on the Hawaiian Islands? Is that Sun and Moon? Oh, Sun and um, Moon. Yeah. I, I I hated Sun and Moon. I absolutely they got rid of Jim. They did some yeah, wild stuff there. Well, they, look, man. I am an adult and I don't want to pet my Pokemon and I don't want to feed them treats. And oh I don't man, care, the best I don't, part. I don't care. Give about, him a bath. I don't Snaps. Bath. No, he's on to something. Yes. I don't care about hyper strikes and I don't Go care King. about G. Go. I don't care about G Force strikes or whatever they are. V Max, whatever. Like just have tackle, Vine Whip, and like your attacks and let just like don't. You're sure. trying too hard. Okay. Sure. So, anyways, the base so that, element: grass, fire, so, water. Okay, so the base elements, right? Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Because uh, I know you're a magic player at heart, right? So, so who's a red would, deck? Who's a blue deck? Right? Like, who? What are you thinking? We're I would with? pick. Here's what I would pick. I would pick. So is so there. Oh, my only three choices are grass, fire, and water. Yes. Like, what did Eric okay. pick? What did uh, Phil okay. pick? What did I pick? Yeah. Did my I only have one question. Did you all pick something different? Yeah, I know we did. We, you guys I know all, we did. Okay. Oh, you guys all picked something different. I believe uh, Shelby is questionable, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to guess. Here's what I'm going to guess. All three elements are present, I believe. Yes. I am going to guess that. Uh, I'm going to guess that you, Casey, picked fire. I'm going to guess that Shelby picked grass. And then that would leave Eric with water. Okay. You got one right. I think I think Shelby actually picked the same as Eric. Man, think about it. Shelby, do you remember what you picked? For for sword, yeah, Inte- Inteleon. I yeah, was one. I picked, I picked yeah. Inteleon. 
Yeah. I picked grass. I picked the monkey. I picked Actually, grass. That, that tracks. That's, that tracks. <laughs> See, that's so funny because I was thinking about the original 150 and I was thinking like, like Casey probably picked the hardest one to start off with. That's the hardest Bulbasaur one. Bulbasaur is my Shelby favorite Pokemon, probably, man. Number one in my heart. Shelby probably picked the easiest one to deal with the first couple of gems. Squirtle. Right? Because that in the original 150, grass was like when you use Bulbasaur, yeah. you just yeah. like you flowed through the best those first three gyms like in the beginning and then water was kind of neutral like squirtle yeah. was kind of neutral in the original solid, three yeah. right and fire was actually solid. hard Be- yeah because charmander was really hard in the first couple of gyms yeah. because it was he had weaknesses water, but at the end game water, he was yeah. clearly the strongest yeah for sure so that's uh that's too funny squirtle squirtle all day baby Be- Bulbasaur, <laughs> all baby. about squirtle yeah. squirtle yeah. it's all about the squirtle life it's all about the squirtle life so, squad. Uh, so, so Casey, what was your number three game, Squirtle? My number three game also involves a turtle variety, and it's that they're the ninja type, actually. Uh, Teenage, Min- mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is my number three because it's short and sweet, man. It was the perfect homage to Turtles in Time and taking the baton of the 80s property. Nickelodeon said, here's a book of what you can use to dot Etsumu games and tribute games who published this. Uh, the pixel art is some of the best. Like the the waiting motion. The the idea of an arcade game, what makes it great is the ability to just go and play and someone's there. You're going to play it with a group. And because of internet access now, you could just start a game and be like, hey, my game's open and people load in. So you could go through the game when it first started and there'd be seven, eight, six people. You could play six people most, not seven or eight. Thing of Smash. Uh, six people would come in and help you go through story mode. And you'd just progress um you unlock characters they don't just have the turtles they honor other people in the property and for someone like me who loves love love loves loves ninja turtles it this was just a great it brought me back to my childhood and loving my kids saying dad can we play ninja turtles after dinner both of them yes granted it's only number three though because it's about 10 hours Right, like you can really run through it. I think if we all get together and ever do that charity stream, I know we've talked about it for years. This would be the perfect. Hey, let's all four play this together and beat it, right, with someone because it's it's a stream. You could beat it in five in a sitting, right? Like it's a streamable game. Um, and the music is Chef's Kiss. It gets you pumped. And they they added elements to other fighting games because it's again it's tribute Esme game. They did the Streets of Four uh, remake. And for people that love beat-em-ups, Final, Fan, uh, Final Fight and Streets of Rage are like 1A, 1B. And they added juggling to this. And the Ninja Turtle game has juggling. You can do combos. You're competing a bit. You can resurrect a character. It's just so good. So good. And it's on Game Pass. I'm just going to out, outright reject the fact that you put this on number three on your list. That is absurd. Two or higher for you because you were so jacked when I first joined on the team for for like four weeks straight, you were talking I about this game it. coming out. I can't, I can't accept. I cannot accept number three for you on this one. Hey, I hey, can't. hey. There's, I, I, I do love it. I'm a huge Ninja Turtle fan. Uh, the thing, it's just so short. I really do hope they make a DLC, and I think they will. But honestly, like more of this game is not what it needs. Yes, like, it is. You need no, more. I want more levels. No, I want, I want, I no. want. I well, want an infinity mode where we can just battle endlessly and see what happens. Bring in random bosses. Give me more. More. It was okay. It was okay. Me and the Liver yeah. King. Uh, I'm with Eric on that one. Like, if we all play this as a co-stream, we're making you be Raphael, Casey. That's just how it goes. That's, I'm Michelangelo. No, you're if Raphael. Anything. 
You get Raphael the oh, worst. You man. like Donatello, you nerd. <laughs> no, Go read I'll, some books. I want Casey I'll, Jones. I'll, I'll take Casey Jones. He's over solid Raphael. in this game. Honestly, if if this was if this was what 1990 1995, go to Blockbuster and rent it for the weekend. That's the type of game it is. It is, I'm, but it's I'm on Game it, Pass. Yeah. It has all that access, and it's only twenty bucks for twenty dollars of game. The enjoyment I got from it is great, and the play the ability to just go and play, and I can bring it to my classroom and see six kids play it. I love that because that's like the arcade. I miss arcades. I think the arcade experience is really important, and we get it with online kind of. But seeing people play that game together, so enjoyable. And that, that oh. it's making a new generation of fans for Ninja Turtles. And that's really what's important. You mean to tell me that you're going to hand your kids that instead of Smash? Yeah, because they actually have to work together. Smash creates arguments. That's they have like, to hey, work together. It's a button masher. Uh, yeah, you got to beat the level. They're so Smash at the heart of it, man. <laughs> well, hey, I, I've I seen actually, how you play <laughs> Smash, Eric. Let me be villager. I'm going to make a tree. And that's all I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah and you know what? I want... I, I, I being, being that villager and that axe and those trees, we did some damage. <laughs> I will, I will agree with Casey on this as somebody that has a son myself. Smash was one of the first games I introduced my son to way too early mm-hmm. because <laughs> I ended up, we ended, I ended up introducing him to Smash and he just, he just biologically was not developed enough to understand the complexity of the controls. Yeah, and we actually, we actually stopped playing. I stopped letting him play Switch for about nine months because we played zero video games because it was such a negative experience. And then when we went back recently, now he's um, almost seven. So when we went back, we started with different games. About a year ago, we started with, like to your point, Kirby, Yoshi, games that are more collaborative, yeah. games where you can work together. Even Lego Star Wars for him. The motor when skills, he played, like, man. The motor skills yeah. is hard. Like, smash yeah, like motor skills. A year, yeah, a year makes a world of difference, right? Like, even Lego Star Wars, the idea of an open world for him was like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm like, whatever you, you want. can do whatever you want. <laughs> you can go jump on this ship for an hour of your video game time. Um, so, I mean, I agree with you on that one. That uh, it, Smash it, is not a great look. And for I, like how, I like how Phil's building up his son's confidence just to crush him in Smash. In yeah, that's ultimately the goal. But I, again, my seven-year-old and four-year-old, in, in this is the first time. game they could really play together besides like a dancing game, right? Like Just Dance. This is something they could collaboratively do and have fun and play with dad. That's like priceless to me. It, I, I like really was like, should it be my number one? It's just so short. And I would have liked, I just want to like some more levels. That's all. And I think they could just keep adding content. Like really just go for it. Be like, hey, in three months, here, download this for five bucks. I'm like, okay, here's my money. I'd be happy. And it's, it's a fun looking game. And I have such hard nostalgia because I grew up watching the 80s version of the Turtles. And I collect the, the IDW comics. It, it's a good representation of the Turtles franchise. So if you ha- love the Turtles and you love Turtles in Time, you will not be sad playing that game. You'll be happy. You'll be like, oh, this is really fun. And that's important. That's why it's my number three. That's why it's your number three. Very nice. My number three game is a game called Deathloop. Came out in 2021. Um, this game, uh, I got COVID and had to spend well, a right. week in a room. And this was the game that got me through. Um, Best gaming week of my life. (laughs) (laughs) 
I know. Like, so I'm sitting here and I'm like going crazy in this room and I'm playing this game. Like, this is such a good game. And I know, like, I'm going to fast forward 24 months from now and look back on that experience as like something euphoric. Like, remember that one time I just sat in a room and played a video game for five days straight because I wasn't able to leave and it was so good. You know, like, so it was one of those things where like in the moment, I'm just like, I don't know if I should keep playing this, but I really enjoyed this experience. Um, Back up. Let's talk a little bit about Bethesda Studios and the games that they've come out in the past, mainly Dishonored, right? Dishonored has been a franchise that people have loved and held up critically and that it was great. I've played through those games and I did not like them. And the reason I did not like them is because you would play through them, you would mess something up, and then you'd immediately reload and try to re-stealth your way through it. And then you get caught and then you'd reload and then re-stealth your way through it. This game changes that dynamic to where it's okay to fail and go loud because there is something else that you can do with your time after you get caught to where you can find another piece of information that's going to help you move the story forward in some way shape or form and the way that they have set up the game design of death loop makes that specific genre a game enjoy of game enjoyable again for me it was not i slogged through dishonored and i did not like it as much as everybody else did um you couple that with death style and tone i already talked about it being my favorite soundtrack it's got like this 60 70 like fluorescent vibe to it that's really really cool and the graphics cool. are top notch um you know i i could talk a little bit more about the game design there's four levels and these four levels, they each have four time zones. So you have the morning, the mid-morning, the early afternoon, the late afternoon. And each one of the zones, like people are moving in and out of the, the um, areas and things are changing. And in the morning, you know, maybe you can hop on a boat. But in the afternoon, that boat's already gone, right? So there's different dynamics where you're like, oh, I got to come back here in the morning to do the thing. And um, the way it all sets up and comes together at the end is a pretty good narrative as well um death loop it's it's on game pass i can't recommend it enough i had a really good time with this title but in comparing it to like the games of old with dishonored like this is a huge improvement and i think they've changed the paradigm in this style of game forever everybody wants to be majora's mask everybody wants to copy <laughs> what's the doing no i get it worst 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 zelda by the way of all time don't say mask. that to dr z i think he he loves that game right anyway dude he's gone deep nuts over here deku nuts for days zelda. um you know Phil, what what was your third best game this year? Speaking of not Phil's Breath of the... third best game Breath... was oh, no. Slay the Spire. That's right. His was Slay the Spire. Mine was TMNT. Yours was D- Death Loop. And, and Eric's was uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah. So that concludes day three. Almost. We are now going to talk. It. Well, we're going to hear from our guests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instant classic. From the development team, Something Classic, who came on and talked to us about their game coming out next year, Quartet, which was featured on Kotaku as a top indie game coming in 2023. Those guys are awesome. I hope them all to success. They also scared everybody away from doing indie games. (laughs) You think you're going to be rich? No. Um, But here's some of the games they love. How's it going? I'm Tyler Meir. I'm a developer and composer for Something Classic Games. Uh, We have released Shadows of Adam. And more recently, we have been working on a game called Quartet, which I believe has been featured on the podcast. And you can wishlist on Steam right now if you're a fan of turn-based JRPGs. 
Now, speaking of turn-based JRPGs, my favorite game of 2022 happens to be the Live Alive remake. And uh, I never played Live Alive back in the day. It never had an English localization, and um, I never got the translator wrong. So when this game was coming out, I was very interested, specifically because Quartet has a similar non-linear character um, chapter structure in the beginning of the game, and I wanted to see how Live Alive dealt with it to see if it was similar to Quartet. Uh, I enjoyed Live Alive a lot. It was very different. I wouldn't say all chapters were created equal, but I enjoyed it a lot. I thought the music was incredible. I thought the HD 2D art style was really beautiful. Combat system was unique and interesting. And the stories were interesting and fun. And the way it kind of concluded was interesting, if not a little underwhelming. But overall, I really enjoyed Live Live, and I recommend it to everyone. And I'd also recommend you go to Steam and look up Quartet and give us a wish list. Thanks, everyone. Have a great end of the year. Good job. That is, that's from something classic. Check them out. Quartet's yeah. coming out here in the near future. Go Keep pick it up in 2023. It's um, on my to-do list. Before we wrap day three, we want to talk about one more category. And it's, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, this is the dad, dad disappointment, right? Because one, it's video games. We can't really get mad. Yeah. And two, sure. um, it's frustrating. Shall we start us I'll, off? I'll kick this category off. Um, my most disappointing title that I played this year was Disco Elysium Final Cut. Oh, that was disappointing for you. That was so disappointing for me. I had heard such wonderful things. People gushed about this game, you know, and now it's coming out. The final cut was the one where it's completely voice acted. I'm like, oh, I'll be able to go through and enjoy this wonderful story. And I just did not like it. Um, I, I couldn't get into it. I was, you know, some of the things that they thought were really interesting in terms of people that I respect in the games industry, they were talking about how like you're going through a psychological, you have psychological issues and you're not sure what's real and what's not. And like, that's cool. But the thing that broke it for me is that as you made your way around the map, it sapped time from you. So with every conversation you had, every movement you made, it took time out of your day. And that broke me. Yeah, that's frustrating. I don't like when they're wasting your time in the game. Eric, what was your most disappointing moment of 2022? You know, this is this might be this might drift back into 2021, but this okay. one's been sitting with me for a while. Hey, there, um, it's really 2020 part three at this point, so but, I get but, you. But, there I blend. Here's 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 the thing. I was promised a great game in Divinity Original Sin. I was promised. <laughs> Something that me and friends could sit down and enjoy for hours. After an hour, maybe an hour. Hey, you love D and D? This is for you. Was, was was frustration? Was incomprehensible? Just systems. Just battling, like con- continuously dying. I, I I don't know what that was, but I was promised. One of the greatest games of all time. 
I'm not it is mad. one of the just it is one of the greatest games of all time, and I cannot play through it because I cannot stand the combat and constant mm-hmm. reload. Maybe that's the game we do for a charity stream. See, I feel like that is a game that a JRPG lover would love because it's like, oh man, I'm dying. I just have to light all the oil on fire, and now they can't attack me. Look at me. Um, no, I game... should be able to grind against this and become super swole and be able to beat it with my just attrition. <laughs> Oh, that's that's fair. That's well fair. done. That is that's fair. Yeah. Can I piggyback well, well on done. that, Phil? What was, what was yours most disappointing? Oh, my most disappointing. Let's see. You know what it's going to be? Since I didn't play a ton of different games this year, it's going to be Mario Strikers. Uh, I really love a good sports sports like Nintendo mm. game. I know that we mentioned on the podcast Mega Man Soccer in the past. This game, just for whatever reason, Nintendo just doesn't give you enough characters. They don't give you enough levels. They don't like they, whenever they do some sort of spin-off game, whether it's a sports game or a racing game or some. They always I, that's not true of Mario Kart. Mario Kart actually has a, a really beefy roster, but you had like eight characters. And here's the thing: when you are putting out a new game, right? You have like that window where everyone's pumped about it to like sustain their attention to like lock them in for a while to play the game, right? Like there's that window of opportunity these days where it's like, oh, this game's coming out. And this will be true of like anything. It'll be true of Diablo 4 when it comes out. Any game nowadays, there's this window. And it's like, you got to sustain everybody for like a month. And if you can't get them sustained for a month with your content, especially if it's a multiplayer game, you're done. Like you're done. They're never going to look at it again. It's not like it was 15 years ago where you, there are three releases and everybody's like, well, that was our game for the summer. And we're going to go back to uh, wait till November for whatever the November releases. It's like, there's 300 games that come out in a year now and between different developers. So they just didn't have enough initial content. Honestly, I played it when I first started with you guys. I did a couple streams of Mario Strikers. I like it. I thought it was fun, but I haven't touched it since then. I mean, since we talked, I haven't played it. Should have been, I think you and I agree. It should have been a free-to-play game, and they added content to it. Because like the the elements were there, like the armor, the build-out. And then my thing was like, just make this free-to-play, and everybody will play this game. And I, I think that you're actually I, that was your initial assessment of the game, and I think that yeah. you're actually spot on, which is that yeah. they charged you a full price game, and they only have four maps, right? They only have four levels, and they only had like six or seven characters to start. And then really, what happens is whenever you have a competitive game, people figure out what the meta is, mm-hmm. and they figure out you use these three characters, and then you beef them up this way, and this yep. is your build, and this is the only build that you can mm-hmm. use to win. Yeah. And then that's Ooh, it. This you, defender you figured it out. Yep, yep. With this they, armor, I mean, and if you they, use they anybody totally, else, you're not going to win. Yeah, I mean, they totally could have made it free to play, but they still like charge people to play online, so that probably wouldn't have worked. I mean, what game <laughs> service doesn't charge online? About do you do you think online. you're playing your Xbox free online? Hold on, timeout. 
Just so you know, your, your little can Microsoft some, machine, you're paying somebody for that get this guy bill. a $5 check, man? I know. <laughs> somebody man. get this guy a refund. Wait, what's your Nintendo Starbucks order, still guy? Salty. Hey, hey, I need you to go get checked for an aneurysm with all that salt over there. Bro, hey, chill. The chill. worst coffee is still a better yeah, investment I, I than, a, Mar- a, <laughs> than Nintendo Online. You need more. Yeah, hey, uh, here you go, guys. We're going to give you a free copy of 007 GoldenEye, released 35 years ago. Enjoy. We love our customers. I'd rather pay five dollars for that. Yeah, or you can just pay twenty dollars for the year. That's what you can normally dude, pay. Dude, twenty dollars for the year. Hold on, we're getting five dollars a here. month. Time out. Twelve to twenty divided by twelve is not five. This guy is lying. I can't believe I just put this together. It's twenty dollars for a year of Nintendo Online. Fake news. Tell me Fake twenty news. divided no, by twelve, or you pay three ninety nine yeah. a month. No, it's like, what are you talking about? Listen. I'm just afraid the Donkey Kong is going to come to my house and break my knees if I don't pay as paid my way. You know what I mean? Bro, you're, you're trying to tell me $20 for the year, 20 divided by 12. That's a dollar 66 guy. Actually, let, you, you got to help. Actually, because we're in the most disappointing category, I'm going to change my answer from Disco Elysium to Nintendo, Nintendo Online. No. All right, fine. Um, you got to my... help fund the new movie, all right? We need you to pay the <laughs> yes. $5. We got to yes. help fund the new movie. So, uh, Casey, your most disappointing experience, uh, of course, beyond being a longtime subscriber of Nintendo Online, would be... That makes me happy. Uh, Dealing with you and your salt. That's one of them. But number two is uh, actually not really number one, G4. Mine is not a gaming-related, and it goes back to G4 launching and failing, flying too close to the sun. Everyone was kind of excited, and then the question was, how is this going to exist in 2022? And they lasted a year, and the layoffs were ugly. The fallout was ugly. Like the completionist, the completionist who was doing stuff on Xplay, I love him. I love Adam Sussler. There's person Black Koge. I love, I love uh, Xavier Creed from WWE, and they missed. Just they spent all this money on something that they didn't really plan out. They they're like, hey, we're gonna do this, this, and this. They use all these buzzy things, and it wasn't turning out uh, because Twitch exists now. Gaming TV, gaming like you see it in games media. Games media, a bunch of people got fired earlier in the summer or in August. Granted, because games writer are trying to unionize, and oddly enough, that's when all the firing happened. Weird. Um, but G4 is just an example of hey, big media and gaming and paying people to do their gaming. I, I think people are moving more to individual models. It sucks. I a G4 was like an important part of me for high school. Going home, I'm gonna go home and watch X play after like practice or coming home, do my homework and watch X play and chill out on a, like a rough day in high school. So I wanted G4 to succeed. Uh, our close friend, Sean Poole worked at G4. He worked on attack of the show. I'm a huge fan of it. And that just in a span of a year, rough, disappointed, not mad, just sad. Didn't work out. Danny Pena too, from gamer tag radio podcast, hall of fame. Awesome dude. And they had him on there. Yeah, Kevin Pereira, like when that whole thing folded up the first time, I was like, oh, I'll follow him on this podcast. And I did for a while. Like he's a he's an ace, but he is. it's all good. Well, cool. That concludes day three of our favorite games of 2022. We're going to say goodbye for now, but hello very soon for day four and five, which are on the horizon. For number two and number one, play your games. Come check.